1: Upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com/slash upgrade. You're listening to Extra Cheese by your friends at Dietetics After Dark. why not pick up best tasting pasteurized processed cheese? Okay, hi Becca. Hi Sarah. How are you? Welcome to our first episode of Extra Cheese. Extra Cheese. The cheesiest spot to get your news. There's never enough cheese.
0: No, never.
1: (laughs) Do you have a favorite cheese? I yes.
0: So, I mean, I love all cheese for the most part. But I would have to say that Brie is my number one choice.
1: Yeah, that's in my top. Absolutely in my top. For sure. Yeah. What's yours? Is it not brie? No, triple cream brie is, is, it's like a three-way tie, triple cream brie. I love a soft blue. Do you like blue cheese?
0: Yeah. Have you tried like a brie with a blue? No. Inside? It's like a, I'm going to butcher the name of it, but it's (laughs) essentially like a soft like camembert brie and it has like little like threads of uh, blue cheese in it. Oh my
1: gosh. That sounds amazing. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Those are my two top. And then just like an aged cheddar that has those crystals in them. Like Mm -hmm. they're so, oh, I love that. I'm literally salivating right now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, love cheese so much. So why don't you tell what, like, what is extra cheese? What are we doing here? So we don't
0: really know yet. (laughs) A little rundown of of what we kind of want to make this. Um, So just every second week, we'll share a current news headline or story just about food crimes, the food industry, food recalls, or essentially anything we really want to talk about. But all the stories will be ones that we think are really important to talk about or f- important for you, the listeners, to know.
1: Or just really interesting. Yeah, just really interesting. Kind of whatever floats our boat. I think that's what I like about extra cheese. It's like, how much cheese do you want? What kind of cheese you want? There's a lot of options. We'll keep it casual. For sure.
0: You can do what you want. Okay, so what do you have planned for today? Okay, so today we're going to chat about an article that I stumbled across. By Stephen Henshaw. So it was written for the Reading Eagle, which is a daily newspaper in Reading, Pennsylvania. And this story is about a 28 year old woman named Damaris Vasquez. And the article is called Reading Woman Charged with Food Stamp Fraud Forgery.
1: Mm-hmm. Did you read it? Yep, I read it and I had no idea where Reading was. And I was like, this must be in the UK. It just sounded very British to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but. I looked it up. It's in Pennsylvania.
0: <laughs> I, did, I did the same Google search. We should have just texted each
1: other. <laughs> yeah, I read it and it's sad. It's very sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and
0: we'll, we'll get into it a little bit afterwards as well. But um, I mean, as the article title suggests, earlier this month, Vasquez was charged with forgery and welfare fraud. So in 2018, she had applied and successfully qualified for the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, which is SNAP. Um, so for those of you who don't live in the U.S., this is their like food benefit program or I guess you could food stamps. Mm-hmm. And then while Vazquez did qualify for the program initially, she was also receiving unclaimed income from a nursing home that she worked at for part of 2018 and 2019. But when it questioned about the employment, she claimed that she no longer was employed there and provided an employment termination letter from her employer. Then in 2019, a year later, a caseworker asked her to provide her wage verification, which she did, but she also claimed in that that she still was making no income. However, when they contacted her previous employer, so the nursing home, they claimed that Vasquez had actually received some income throughout 2018 and 2019. And they also verified that the termination letter was not written by them. So this led them to believe that it had been forged Vasquez. So ultimately, it was found that Vasquez had received over $3,000 in excess SNAP benefits from December 2018 to 2019. And she waived the preliminary hearing. So just recently, it was like December, I want to say it was December 9th or 10th. uh, And this means that the case will proceed directly to trial.
1: Does that mean she's pleading guilty? Uh, I don't think it necessarily means she's pleading guilty.
0: I think that she just, she just waived that, that initial hearing. Right. And so it's just going to go to trial.
1: Yeah. The whole, this whole story is bothersome because I I feel like there's a lot of gaps. I want to know what she was making at, like, what was her role at the long-term care home? how much was she making i it's so clear to me that she wasn't making a ton of extra income and like you can't take your food benefits and spend that money on other things right do you know if you get food stamps that can only be used for food
0: so i don't know i think traditionally that's like historically that's how it used to be right but um i would have to look into that but i actually so i did look into pennsylvania their snap Benefits um, qualifications, like what you need to be under, because you have to essentially be essentially living in poverty in order to get these SNAP benefits. And so, in Pennsylvania, and it's different state by state. In Pennsylvania, you need to make less than sixteen thousand five hundred eighty-eight dollars before taxes as an individual, right? Okay, to receive SNAP benefits, and sixteen thousand five hundred dollars is not that much. And then for a family of four, it was. I think it was 30, just over 34,000 before taxes.
1: Did Vasquez have children? Um, It didn't specify. So it's, did she start doing the fraudulent claims once COVID had hit? It was before.
0: So it was 2018,
1: 2019. But it's just very,
0: I don't know. It's very surprising that these are the issues that the court is dealing with currently during COVID Mm -hmm. for $3,000 worth of Food stamps. Food stamps.
1: Yeah. It seems like there should be bigger fish to fry.
0: Yeah. For instance, all the fraudulent behavior we talked about in previous episodes.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: The things that went uncharged. Yeah.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, the whole thing uh, rubs me the wrong way. It feels... I mean, I guess it's true. She did make fraudulent claims, to get these benefits, mm-hmm. but I don't think anyone's doing that just to exploit the system. I think there, I would imagine that it comes from a place of desperation.
0: Yeah, I absolutely agree. And yeah, reading this that article, it did just upset me, and it's kind of crazy that it got to the the level of going to court without anybody just questioning what her motives were. Yeah, to commit
1: that crime. Totally, and I wonder what her punishment will be if she gets charged with it.
0: I don't know, but I think that's a good follow-up.
1: That's a good Mm follow-up. I hope it's just like community service.
0: Yeah, or just like paying it back. I know $3,000 is, it can be a lot, but especially right now, but.
1: Especially right now. And so I read a a kind of related article that talked about how shoplifting has gone up since the pandemic hit. Mm -hmm. Have you heard this?
0: Yeah, I actually skimmed through the same article.
1: Yeah. and. What's really um, a bummer is that the most high theft items are just basics. So people aren't stealing TVs or iPads or you know frivolous things. It's yeast, hand sanitizer, bread, pasta, and baby formula. Mm, so that things last one, so sad. Yeah, I know things that are consumable and things that are for children and babies. Mm-hmm. Right, and I listened to this episode of the Daily. They did this one on food banks recently, and they were just talking to people in line. And it's like the lineups for food banks are massive, hours-long waits just to get food from food banks that were previously not being used to that extent. Mm-hmm. And that's being seen all around the States. So people are are feeling the crunch. No, for sure. And I mean, who has time to wait
0: in a line if... If you're trying to get employment or you have children or mm-hmm. anything really spending yeah. hours in a line just so that you can get like dinner on the table. For sure.
1: Yep. Yeah. So let's some highlights from this article too. I guess I should uh, have my oh. citation next time. <laughs>
0: you know what? I have it here for you. Do you want me to? to yeah. Yeah. Give it a little shout out. Yeah. So it was an article by the Washington Post. So by Bahataria and Denham. Okay, And the article is called Stealing to Survive. More Americans are shoplifting food as aid runs out during the pandemic.
1: Yeah. So desperation for food is at an all-time high, apparently higher than in previous recessions and higher in areas with, of course, high unemployment, higher mm-hmm. in things like dollar stores. And it's higher in the States than it is in Canada, where we have a slightly more robust support system.
0: Right. But it's interesting because we don't really have a... Do we have a program like SNAP?
1: Not like SNAP, but we have um, CERB or CRB. Right. Right now that I think I am pretty sure anyone who needs it can qualify for. There were certain qualifications like you
0: had to have made $5,000 in the last year. Um, And then there's actually there's been some stuff going around saying that that was after taxes. And um, some people are going to end up having to pay it back. Yeah, for sure. I think that it's going to end up screwing a couple people over. It's super unfortunate times for sure.
1: Yep. Oh boy. What an uplifting episode this has been already. (laughs) (laughs) This is a real downer. What a downer. (laughs) Downer extra (laughs) cheeses. It's okay. It's our first one. We'll get more positive. Yes. But it is. it's just so interesting to think about all the different Changes with regards to food and the food industry within COVID. Mm -hmm. Like, it's this weird nine month so far social experiment of like, okay, we're cooking more. There's been all these food trends and food shoplifting is up. And I don't know, people just feeling more connected to what they're eating and growing and cooking at home, things like that. There's so many interesting changes. For sure. I honestly even think that things
0: like food labels and stuff might have to change just depending on how longness lasts because every time I'm at the grocery store and I don't, I don't know if you feel the same way, I feel so guilty if I pick something up. Mm-hmm. I feel like I need to take it. Oh yeah. Like I, I don't feel, I don't feel because you comfortable touched it. like picking something up and then putting it back down. Yeah. Right. And so it does kind of bother me that food labels or expiry dates are like on the back or on the top or bottom of packaging. Oh my gosh.
1: I never thought of that. It, yeah no
0: that's so smart I feel like I think about it every time and so I don't know if this is something that's going on in other people's minds but it would be really smart if they just put that stuff on the front yeah. so you didn't have to touch everything totally and especially as somebody who has like food intolerances and allergies
1: if oh, I pick something up that's probably why you has, thought like, of this gluten more than me. in it yeah, that's true true have you emailed the government because <laughs> that's a really good suggestion No, but maybe I'll put that on my list of things to do this holiday season. Email Justin.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, Mr. Trudeau. Tweet him. Coming at you. That's a
1: really good point that I didn't even think of. I thought you were going to say label like... I don't know, like things that are running low, like only take one of these where we have a yeast shortage or there was a molasses shortage recently and I was kind of victim to it. Like I went to three different grocery stores. I couldn't get molasses. And then I was complaining about it and someone messaged me and was like, hey, did you know there's an actual shortage of molasses right now? Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. And then I found one. So happy ending. And I made my cookies. You made gingerbread? (laughs) Yeah, I made gingerbread. (laughs)
0: Oh, amazing
1: all right anything else for our first extra cheese and uh, anything to sprinkle on top i mean i guess moral of this story or
0: take home message here is just kind of do what you can this holiday season and into next year if you can donate things donate things if you can help out in other ways do
1: that Mm -hmm. yeah and stay cheesy and stay cheesy i love that we hope you enjoyed listening to Extra Cheese. If you have any topic ideas for future episodes, shoot us an email at dieteticsafterdark@gmail.com at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram at dieteticsafterdark. If you're enjoying the podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe. This podcast is a labor of love, and your support will help other true crime and food lovers find our podcast. Stay tuned for new episodes of Dietetics After Dark every second Monday and Extra Cheese every second Thursday. This episode was edited and mixed by Earworm Radio. If you're in need of podcast support, you can find them on Instagram at EWRadio or online at EarwormRadio.com.
0: Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time.